0: this is victor Osio, and welcome to the diaspora entrepreneurs podcast the diaspora entrepreneurs podcast is an entrepreneurial podcast for africans and caribbeans in the diaspora who wants to be in charge have the confidence to challenge their economic realities by leveraging digital tools to create wealth and an unshakable mindset my guests on the show are over shivers rick stakers doers and entrepreneurs from the diaspora community worldwide and key people of interest that I learned from. I am an advocate of moving to Africa to build Africa while creating recurring revenue digitally. The Diaspora Entrepreneurs podcast is available on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, on our website www.diasporachiefs.com forward slash blog and other major platforms. Click to follow or subscribe on your favorite platforms to get notifications on latest episodes. My purpose is to inspire exponential living using digital entrepreneurship. So from Victor Ocio, I would say be great and happy listening. welcome 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 to another wonderful episode of the diaspora entrepreneurs podcast today i have the amazing mateka swabi and she's a psychotherapist she's the founder of benevolent health and her mission is to actually help women to build their own table to be more financially free be happy and be healthy as well hello mateka welcome to the show
1: Hi, how are you doing, Victor? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And um, last time we spoke, you were on holidays, and uh, how did that go? <laughs> I'm always on holidays. <laughs> ah, I can see that. It's I the,
1: think... et- I'm in the I'm in the eternal the eternal sunshine.
0: <laughs> ah. At least in my mind, anyway. I love the sunshine when people complain that it's too hot, it's too this, no, no, that's my superpower, so. I'm feeling about... you, it's, it's in my blood as well. Oh yeah, that's great. So are you, are you planning any any holiday anytime soon?
1: Well, yes, I have a trip booked to the Balearic Islands and by the grace of God, I booked it before it went on the green list and like. The heavens are aligning for me, so I'm really looking forward to that. and getting some sunshine in.
0: Okay, that's great. That's great. Let's not. Let's. Um, are you a last minute packer? Uh, Lastminute.com to pack your stuff, or you like you? Pack oh,
1: like- I'm <laughs> a bit
0: of both. So okay. I'm,
1: I, I like to kind of like have all my outfits kind of in my head, and I take them all out. And so I like probably the week before I'll start sort of planning what I'm gonna wear. And, but I then, I do throw it all in the case last minute. So um, I am a little bit last minute, but I'm kind of a planner. So it's like, I, I'm a strange combination of both of them.
0: Hmm, that's interesting. For me, I'm, um, I'm a lastminute.com packer. And um, the missus, like if we're good on holidays in a month time, she start packing in, in three weeks. You know, see all the suitcases lined up and she'll start, like, packing them. And, oh, yeah. But after two weeks, you see all the suitcase filled up. But there'll be one suitcase that'll be empty. They know that's mine. Because (laughs) there's nothing there. So you have to
1: pack your own stuff? She doesn't pack
0: it for you? No, not really. Um, She does what she can. But I do. I just, like, get my own stuff. Oh, yeah, bring this one. This one. I just drop all the stuff in my bag and that's it. Light and I go. So there's no that's way, it. Yeah, there's no there's no much to think about or there's nothing no ceremony to do about that.
1: Well yes. I'm definitely not a light packer, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely okay. not a light packer. Oh god. You gotta have like the shoes to match the outfits, the bag, like the whole thing. It helps though if you're in a hot country because then you don't need coats and you know
0: all the other accessories.
1: So
0: yeah. if you're in a hot country for me, you don't need much. Anyways, just the shorts exactly. and flip and you're good. Yeah, exactly. So your work, you have it, You've been doing an amazing job for 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 women, mm-hmm. and you have this amazing podcast, Better Mental Health. And why did you start that in the first place? Why?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm a psychotherapist by background. So I've been working with patients for about 15 years across a range of sort of mental health issues. I started out in addictions, mainly drug and alcohol, um, like eating disorders, people that are addicted to food, so compulsive um, and emotional uh, binge eaters. And, and more recently, um, working in the corporate space, thinking about mental health and how um, mental health impacts uh, how we show up at work and our productivity. And obviously COVID's been a massive uh, issue around kind of you know, people feeling well and you know, not, not getting burnt out. Um, not overworking, not feeling uh, just the general kind of overwhelm and stress of the uncertainty of what's going on right now. So I think like well being is really kind of elevated up the agenda. And I've always had a heart for sort of preventative mental health. So the idea that we wait for someone to get unwell before we help them for me is, is kind of silly. It's like, you know, you. we all have mental health, right? We all need to take care of our relationships and have good social connections. We all need to take care of our finances and, you know, have financial well-being. We need to exercise, eat well, sleep well. All of these things that impact our mental health, we, we all do them every day. And so I was always of the kind of mindset that, actually we need to talk about this because i think when we think about mental health we think about people who are seriously mentally ill so we think about um you know schizophrenia bipolar all those sorts of things and actually mental health is you know all of the other things that i've just mentioned around our wellness so really like my vision of kind of the podcast and you know bringing the mental health conversation was ra- around thinking about having better mental health and thinking about having better mental health holistically Um, so so really that was my vision for the podcast to get as many different people on as I could to have different conversations I think sometimes particularly the workplace well-being narrative can be very one-sided Um, I think particularly in the mental health space, like a lot of the literature, the treatment, the thinking is very kind of westernized, um, very stooped in kind of, you know, Western philosophy in terms of talking therapies. And, And so really it needed some difference. It needed some diversity to the conversation. And so I had two missions. One was to make mental health more accessible and two was to bring a diverse narrative to that accessibility.
0: Oh, that's, that's really, that's really impactful because I was just checking out, um, checking when I was doing some research about you, I found out that you've been doing a whole lot for the community and um, for the diaspora community, the African and Caribbean community. And you really really certain Helping them to strive to to achieve their goal, even if it's mental health health goals, mm. financial goals, and were you from a background? Were you really set from the onset, or there was a pivoting moment for you to like come into this? Well,
1: I mean, look, I'm I'm from a immigrant background. My 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 parents are from the Caribbean. My both my parents are Jamaican. And so my granddad, you know, when he came to the UK, he experienced a tremendous amount of racism. You know, he stayed here in a lot of difficulty, you know, like people would call him a effing nigger to go back to his own country, post shit through his letterbox, you know, really horrible, horrible things. And like he was a really kind man, a really, really nice man. And even though people were unkind to him, he was always respectful to people. He brought us up to be kind to people, to have respect for people. And one of the things I took from that it was that actually in adversity, A, he stuck it out and he stayed in the UK and built a life for his family, which I feel... I'm privileged because of that. Like I got to experience a lot of things that, you know, my parents and his his generation didn't experience because they were immigrants and they were poor and they were black. And, and so I think that really, like, I've been able to stand on his shoulders and from his legacy, like, I can impact other people's lives. And my own life has been privileged because of his sacrifice so really like in the root of kind of what I do there's always something about giving back and there's always something about for me like I had a leg up from my family from his legacy and so I want to pay it forward and I want to help other women who look like me to excel in their career or to excel In business you know my kind of journey is you know I had a career employed for 20 years and then I started a business and kind of that's been my journey but you know some people want to stay in corporate and I think that's really good if if that's kind of where they feel they're supposed to be I feel my calling was in the business sphere so that's why I started a business and You know, there's been many ups and downs of that. It's uh, certainly during COVID, it was really challenging to, um, you know, to keep the business going and keep afloat. And, you know, there's been times where I've really wanted to give up and not carry on anymore. It can be quite lonely when you start a business. Um, You know, there's lots of challenges to overcome. And so I really feel I can share my experiences, my wisdom, my network, um, and, and build other women up to, to succeed really in, in whatever their goals are. And I think for me, like one of the things that kind of has excelled me and also kept me going in, in all of this, not just my roots. Um, I mean, I just talked a little bit about my granddad and kind of, you know, being born into a Caribbean family I've spent a lot of I've invested a lot of, of time and, and resources into personal development and you know some people think it's it's like self-indulgent to spend money on a coach or to have therapy or to ask for help and actually for me it's been the stepping stone it's like where I've kind of really been able to unearth some of my like limiting beliefs the things that have held me back the things that have stopped me taking action to do things because really the only difference between perhaps me and somebody else in terms of success is if you just stay in your lane and take action if you keep doing your you you know your your calling your purpose what you've been called to do Mm -hmm. and you're passionate about passionate about it it's only you know taking action and taking action and taking action and that repetition and that consistency that you yeah. start to see results and you know so many people quit before they see the result because it's too hard it's like too much of a sacrifice and like I said to you I've, I've, I've suffered and struggled like you know it's not been an easy journey yeah. but I've, I've not given up and and I think that's kind of what separates people sometimes those Mm -hmm. that give up and those that carry on and I promise you if I hadn't have had those kind of third parties like a therapy, you know in in the time that I've kind of been in business I've been I've had my own personal therapy I've had coaches I've done group programs like I've invested in 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 personal development and that kind of mindset that community has really kept me going so you will want to give up if anyone's listening to this, that's a business owner or thinking about starting a business, you know, you will want to give up. It's really, really hard sometimes, but you know, there's really, there is real great rewards and freedom if you, if you keep pushing through.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true because I saw a couple of days ago, you, you did the honours and you posted them. granddad's on your LinkedIn profile, and you spoke oh, greatly okay. about him. And um, speaking about when well, you're just talking about him now, you just brought to mind that if it wasn't for his grit, his grind, his being his mental toughness, you right. wouldn't have a leg up, you know. Mm. What about if we kind of like fast forward it to today and um we no longer get those kind of tra- we no longer get those kind of uh, treatments where you get shit being put through your letterbox, but now it's been uh, kind of subtle ways mm-hmm. that we get um, um, racially. We have some undertones when it comes mm-hmm. to me. and um, he didn't quit. Mm-hmm. Bring it now to someone who is actually facing some kind of. Um, Um, challenges right now Hmm. what would you say to them your granddad did quit so how would you advise them not to I mean like my like I think that
1: generation were just like of a different class anyway like their whole kind of ethos in life was you know they got married and they stayed married and you know you bought a car and it lasted 20 years or you know whatever it was it was a different era a different generation um but one thing that i took from his legacy was like connection and relationship like he was really good at building a community like he you know he lived in this little village in the north of england he was a miner and um, you know like my his family were like the only sort of black family in the village if you like and you know, he, even though he experienced all of that, all of those challenges, he he stuck it out. And, you know, at his funeral, I remember the church being really packed and there was people from like, that had probably been racist to him, like their children and their children's children were in there paying their respects. And so, you know, that sometimes the payoff doesn't come instantly. And I think in a world where we live in with instant gratification, where we want everything now, it's really difficult to, you know, to wait for stuff, to wait for the payoff. Um, And so there's something about kind of, you know, not expecting the results right now. Um, And I I know that's easier said than done. Because obviously, if you're running a business, then you need to have revenue and you need to pay stuff and you need to pay yourself an income and all of those sorts of things and and one of the things that I've also take, taken from that is just about being flexible and like you know kind of being able to bend and and work around things so initially when I first started um, Benevolent Health I, it was a consultancy and I was doing a lot of consulting Um, you know around mental health particularly um, in NHS foundation trusts and you know I saw that as a bridge to kind of get to where I am now and so I think that sometimes you have to kind of build in other options like you know if you're if you're kind of main focus and idea isn't working it's like what other things can support you to get there and so sometimes I think we can be quite uh, rigid in our thinking um, about how we get to our goal and sometimes actually having a flexible mindset really helps you to think creatively about how to do things or how to do things differently and and that's why I say coaching or some kind of third person a mentor You know, someone outside of you in your business that can give you that objective view and give you feedback that's you know not from a husband, wife, family member, friend. You know, that's like completely objective. It is such a helpful tool to to starting a business or to excelling in your career, Um, because I, I think that you know you need that alternative
0: perspective. Yeah. So, um, um, see, how do we, how do we, because you mentioned flexible mindset, how do we, is it inbred in all of us, or we have to like improve it or grow our flexible mindset, or it's just, it's just there. If you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't.
1: Well, I think some people have it more than others. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Um, and, 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 and I think, I think if you're drawn to, Um, If if you're drawn to entrepreneurship, then I'd probably say 99% of entrepreneurs have a flexible mindset because you have to, otherwise you won't survive. Um, I think if you're in the kind of corporate world um, and you are kind of senior exec, exec level um, and climbing or climbing that way, then you probably also will have a flexible mindset because you don't necessarily have rules and structures that tell you how to do things. Sometimes you have to ad lib and sort of makes stuff up and what I would call sort of suck it and see and see how it turns out. And so I think you have to have a, a certain mindset for that, which not everyone's cut out for actually. Some people really like to be given structure and told what to do. And because I've never, you know, I'd never thought like that I've always kind of figured stuff out and I remember when I first started um benevolent health and I got some support with marketing I was just like I used to just give like a really high level kind of overview of okay these are the things that we need to do happy for you to kind of figure it out and do it the way you thinks best like you know if you need some support let me know and like some people would love that and other people would be like, oh my God, like I've got to come up with the answer and you're not going to give me any structure <laughs> and and they would completely fall apart. And so we assume that everybody's like kind of has a flexible mindset, but they actually, some people really like being told what to do and how to do it. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not knocking that, but I, I think, you know, if you want to have flexible mindset or a, a not a fixed mindset I think it's something that you can definitely learn and I think that the more time you spend in that kind of personal development world and gaining self awareness whether that's um, through therapy through reading self-help books through just being interested in kind of psychology and philosophical ideas and um, then I think it's possible to expand that but I think some people do have it more naturally than others. Just like some people are like born leaders.
0: Okay, that's 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 an interesting perspective, and um, a way to a way to go. So I have I have two daughters, and um, I and I want them to become more financially like uh, financially confident, financially free um, free. Yeah. So. For people of African descent or Caribbean descent, people that looks like you, who wants to achieve financial freedom, you actually like help them. So how would you, how would you set them, up or how would you? What would be uh, what would be one advice you would give them for to actually achieve this this goal or this target?
1: Yeah, I mean, financial freedom means different things for different people. Um, Personally, for me, it means that I don't have an employer that tells me what time I need to be at work and what time I finish and when to take my annual leave and how much I should take like you know everyone's got a different you know some people want to earn a million pounds to be financially free I think that firstly you have to set your own parameters of what that means to you um and and in order to get there I think there are a couple of things I think firstly you have to have multiple income streams you can't just have one thing um because if you've got all your eggs in one basket and the basket breaks, then you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, so, so I think that you have to build multiple multiple income streams, and some of that, um, I think, has to be like passive income, so through property or investments, um, through doing stocks and shares, uh, you know, what, whatever you know through a digital product uh through kind of you know whatever skill you have um, or you can learn that will help you to have passive income um and then the other thing is like you know if you've just if you've got a job and you that's your main source of income I would really encourage particularly younger people that don't have maybe a mortgage or family or those sorts of responsibilities like What can you do for a side hustle? Like, what can you do um, on top of your day job that will make you, even if it makes you, like, £50 a week, whatever, something that you can do that gives you that extra bit of money so you're not totally dependent on your salary because with that little bit of money you can save or maybe you can buy something you really enjoy, you know, an experience that you enjoy, whether that's, you know, going on holiday or going to the hairdressers, whatever, but I think it's really important at a young age to get a side hustle or get a second income.
0: Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the side hustle because they've got so many talents that they don't even know that they have, which can be a side hustle for them. So I'm a huge fan of um, of that side hustle. So Mateka, I am I'm very grateful for you to be our guest today, and. Um, just rounding up, what are your, what are your hopes for the community?
1: So um, really this year I'm going out um, with the Black Women Leading and Winning series. Um, so we have created a series of podcasts talking to um, different um, women of colour Um, around kind of topics that impact them uh, in terms of their career, their particularly corporate career, um, and really paying it forward to the listeners in terms of giving some advice and support um, in terms of what their younger self would do, if you like. Um, I really um, want to do a series particularly for Black British people I think that the issue with being black and British is quite different from um other aspects of blackness to be honest I I, I think that and that would be really interesting and we're just talking about what that would um what that series would look like now which is really exciting and sort of my main focus this year is really to and build a bigger table and I really want to Um, you know share my experiences with some amazing women who are like you know leading and winning in their sphere of influence who really just want to kind of level up and get to that next stage whether it's they excel further in their career um, and get to the next uh, step in terms of career progression or actually jump out of corporate and start their own business I really want to support Um, black women particularly to um, take those next steps so I'm launching a coaching program which will be um, out in September um, for uh, black women and I really want to um, you know support them to achieve all of their goals and do it with the right mindset you know not get there like exhausted and fed up and hating life and you know kind of drained which Mm -hmm. is kind of where I went, you know, when I initially started, but to get there, like, not, you know, relaxed and rested and happy yeah. and fulfilled. And, and so, you know, I, I really think mindset's really key to, to being able to achieve that.
0: Yeah, I like that, relax. You can just relax, you get relaxed. Yeah, so thank you very much for hanging out with us and um, I'm very grateful for your pair of wisdom and you shared your, your some personal stories with us. And um, we've seen the legacy of, of Grandpa with us. And um, he lives through you. You're very great He does. You. Yeah, very grateful for that. We can see the resilience in you. Yes, mm-hmm. so I wish you a very, very happy holidays. And uh, enjoy the sunshine. And more sunshines to your life so thank you um, yeah if they want to connect with you the viewers want to connect um, the viewers or the listeners want to connect with you where can they actually reach you
1: yeah I mean if you hang out on LinkedIn I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn as you know that's where we met um I'm at Martika Swaby if you just pop that into LinkedIn um and I'll also um give you um a link to my Canonly if people are looking for a coach want to level up um, you know we can jump on a discovery call and i'll also link you to my website um which has the podcast and on on there so you can listen to that it's www.benevolenthealth.co.uk forward slash podcast so and um, i will i will send you all the links and um, so you can put them in your show notes
0: all right great 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 so, thank you guys. Thank you, Mateka. And um, no, thanks for school. having me. Yes, I am very grateful for having you on my podcast. Thank you. Oh, and thank you. Have a good, have a good evening.